Welcome to another episode of You Are Love. I am your host, Lita, and I want you guys to take time out to check us out on our Facebook page, which is You Can't Clip My Wings, and also our website at youcan'tclipmywings.com. Thank you again for listening to You Are Loved. And do remember, you are truly loved. All right, you guys. Hi, this is Lita here on You Are Loved here on our podcast. Please feel free to go to You Can't Clip My Wings on Facebook. You can also catch us on Instagram at YCCM. W2020, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. I'm so sorry. <coughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. And you also can go to our Facebook page. You can also check out our website. Check out our blogs. See what you would like to hear. <sighs> Okay, sorry for that little mishap there. <laughs> Again, I'm welcome to uh, You Are Loved podcast. Thank you guys for hanging out with us here. You can Wait a minute. We also have another radio show um, that I don't get to do as often, but I am going to get back to it because it's, I'm trying to, I'm in the second chapter of my life and I'm trying to do things that I want to do, not things that I have to do all the time. Um, wow, life always throws you something. If it doesn't throw you a hardball, it throws you a watermelon. <laughs> but you know what? We can get through it, right? We can really get through it. Um, so I just wanted to stop by and say happy Friday. I want to say thank you guys for hanging out with me, listening to this podcast, um, and uh, giving me this opportunity to kind of catch up and talk to you guys about a lot of things. Um, we talked yesterday very in-depth about how life is and how we should learn from different things that happen to us in our life. We shouldn't always take things so negative. We should, and, and when things don't work out for us, we shouldn't be so upset about it. We should be able to get through it. And sometimes it's not easy for everybody. Sometimes when failures happen, we fall with those failures. Um, Sometimes we learn from them and we try not to repeat them. And then sometimes we never learn from them and we continue to repeat them. And we keep doing them looking for a different result. You guys, that's not easy to do. Okay. Um, I want to kind of talk a little bit about rejection. Um, I want to not say this in a way of like, you know, um, oh, you can handle it. No, I don't want to explain it to you in that way. When we talk about the word rejection, what what comes to mind? Um, to you, what comes to mind when you talk about rejection? 
how do you see it being? And what is your perception of rejection? Hmm? How do you see it? Hmm? <clears throat> what involves rejection? Hmm? So let's talk about what involves rejection. The dismissing or refusing of a proposal ideal um, the spurning of a person's affections, okay, um, okay, so let's talk about the act of being rejected, the act of not accepting, believing, and considering something, the state of being rejected, okay, um, let's talk about what does it do to people when we get rejected. How how do we handle rejection? Rejection is a negative word, first and foremost, so let's let's take that into consideration. Um and but you know what? It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. It can also be a lesson learned in in that process of that rejection. So let's talk about social rejection increases anger, anxiety, depression jealousy, and sadness. It reduces performance on difficult intellectual tasks. That's your day-to-day -day work. If you, if, you're being, if you are being rejected at work, it affects you. If you're being rejected at home, it affects the rest of your life. Um, it can also contribute to aggression and poor impulse control. Had no idea. Didn't know that. Um, so let's, when we talk about how we handle rejection, um, when, uh, let's see here. Let's see. Let's see here. Um, a question also is, why is rejection so hard? Why is it so hard to get through rejection? It says what happens is the same areas of our brains become activated when we experience rejection as we experience physical pain. It's all on the same wavelength or same part of the brain. So that's why even with small rejections hurt more than we think they should because they elicit literal, hold up, um, okay, let me make sure I'm, I'm saying this correctly. Um, it's like it's like crazy. Okay, um, <laughs> um, I'm trying to see where I was at. Um, 
Let's 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 go back. Let's go back. Okay. So this this article, let me let me first of all, you know I love articles. Um this article is by Guy Winch and this is the ideals .ted.com and it's called We Humans, Why Rejection Hurts So Much and What to Do About It. I didn't realize you're doing thing about it. Psychologist Guy Winch shares some practical tips for soothing the sting of rejections. Rejection is the most common emotional wound we sustain in daily life. We go through it a lot. Our risk of rejection used to be limited by the size of our immediate social circle or dating pools. Today, thanks to electronic communications, okay, social media platforms, and data tip dating apps, each of us is connected to thousands of people, any of whom might ignore our posts, chats, tests, or dating profiles and leave us feeling rejected as a result. Now, in addition to these kinds of minor rejections, we are still vulnerable to serious and more devastating rejections as well. When our spouse leaves us, when we get fired from our jobs, snubbed by our friends, or ostracized by our families and communities for our lifestyle choices, the pain we feel can be absolutely paralyzing. Yes, yes, yes to every bit of that. Okay? Um, whether the rejection we experience is large or small, one thing remains constant. It always hurts and it usually hurts more than what we expect it to. And that's so true. You know, um, and you're being, lots of times we're being rejected and sometimes we're not even catching on that we're being rejected. That's the crazy part about it. We don't catch on because we're not paying attention. We feel something different going on, but overall, we're not, you know what I'm saying? We're not really deep into it. We're not upset about it like we should be. You know, it's just certain things that happen that we're not really paying attention to. So sometimes we can miss the rejection. Um, the question is why? Why are we so bothered by a good friend failing to like the family holiday picture we posted on Facebook. Why are we so tied up into it? Like, I know for sure, for instance, um, I noticed that I'm not getting a lot of people who reply to my stuff on my Facebook page. All of a sudden, I don't know, is it because of some of the things that I've said um, that Facebook kind of blocked people from saying, you know, commenting on my page or what? Because I'm not getting what I used to get. I'm not bothered by it i just noticed there's a difference um so the question is why why are we so bothered by this um why does it ruin our mood why do we allow it to affect our mood our moods <coughs> excuse me and our everyday feelings why would something so seemingly insignificant make us feel angry at our friend moody and bad about our, ourselves it says the greatest damage Rejection causes is usually self-inflicted. Wow. Just when our self-esteem is hurting most, we go and damage it even further. Wow, I didn't know that. The answer is our brains are wired to respond that way. That's how we're set up. We're designed, okay, for that to happen. All right, <clears throat> excuse me. 
Um, the answer is our brains are wired to respond that way. When scientists place people in a functional MRI machines and ask them to recall a recent rejection, they discover something amazing. The same areas of our brain become activated when we experience rejection as when we experience physical pain. So they're connected. Wow. That's why even small rejections hurt more than we think they should because they elicit literal, albeit emotional pain. Okay. But why is our brain wired this way? Now it says evolutionary scientist, excuse me, evolutionary psychologists believe it all started when we were hunter and gatherers who lived in tribes. Since we could not survive alone, being ostracized from our tribe was basic, basically a sort of a death sentence. Okay. Um, as a result, um, we developed an early warning mechanism to alert us when we were at danger of being kicked off the island by our tribe mates. And that was rejection. People who experience rejection as more painful were more likely to change their behavior, remain in the tribe, and pass along their genes. So this is a pass along, something that we pass from person to person generationally. Of course, emotional pain is only one way rejection impact our well-being. Rejection can also damage our mood and our self-esteem. Um, they elicit swells of anger and aggression, and they destabilize our need to belong. And that is so true, especially when it's dealing with that. It's so pronounced and prevalent when there is a breakup in relationships with the husbands or the, the boyfriends and the girlfriends and the wives. That is definitely 100% correct on that one. Unfortunately, the greatest damage rejection caused is usually self-inflicted. We don't think about it like that. It says, indeed, our natural response to being dumped by a dating partner or getting picked last for a team is not just to lick our wounds, but to become intensely self-critical. And that's what we do. When we're being rejected by somebody that we love, um, the first thing we do is we start to beat ourselves up, okay? We don't look at that maybe that person has some issues and that's why they reject. We always go after ourselves, how terrible a person we are. What did we do wrong? How did we do wrong? Can we fix this, you know? Um, we we start to really, really beat ourselves up. And we call ourselves name, um, names, um, lament, um, our shortcomings, and feel disgusted with ourselves. We break ourselves completely down. In other words, just when our self-esteem is hurting the most, we go and damage it even further. Okay? Doing so is an emotionally unhealthy and psychologically self-destructive, yet every single one of us have done it one time or another. And that is so True, 100% true. I know I have, um, over and over again I have. The good news is that there are better and healthier ways to respond to rejection. Things we can do to curb the unhealthy responses, soothe our, our emotional, excuse me, our emotional pain and rebuild our self-esteem. Let's talk about it. First of all, have zero tolerance for self-criticism. Stop criticizing yourself. Tempting, tempting as it might be to list all your faults in the aftermath of a rejection and natural as it might seem to chastise yourself, what did you do wrong? 
you know, you continue to question yourself over and over again. What did I do wrong? I tried to be nice to everybody. I tried to, and you steady beating yourself up. And then we have this illusion of ourselves that good things, bad things can happen to our perceived um, perception of ourselves. <laughs> okay. Um, and I know I've had myself, I know I've done it. So I know this is so true. I can speak for myself and I can speak for people that's in my life that I've watched them. Okay. We have this habit of saying, well, I've done everything for this person. I've done this, this, this. I've been good. I've been, and we have this We're to me, it's like we're in a bubble and because we live in this bubble about ourselves, not to say that we shouldn't feel good about ourselves and we shouldn't feel good about our accomplishments and we shouldn't feel good about how we help other people. But we're disillusioned to think that bad things can happen to us, that rejection cannot take place in our lives. We have this mindset that no, that could not happen. Well, it does happen. Okay. Um, by all means, review what happened and consider what you should do differently in the future, but there's absolutely no good reason to be punitive and self-critical while doing so, okay? I should probably avoid talking about ex, my ex on my next first date. It's fine. Thinking I'm such a loser is not, okay? Fine, pick and choose your conversations, okay, with people. Don't bring that person up because everybody don't want to hear about it. I mean, not to say that people don't want to console you in your time of hurt, but sometimes you have to know when to let it go. And that's what I think with a lot of people, we, we have a habit. We're hard lovers and we're hard people where we, we put everything we can in our relationships and we lose ourselves in our relationships. And we talked about that before too. And there's no separation between you and that person, you and the family life, you and everything that's associated with that person. There's no separation. That's why it's never good to not, it's never good to be that so involved in somebody. I understand when you're married, you love that person. Yes. But when you cannot separate yourself from that person, if there's a possibility that you would have to, you should never have yourself where you can't do that. Okay. Another common mistake we make to assume a rejection is personal is when it's not is most rejections, whether romantic, professional, or even social are due to fit and circumstances. Going through an exhaustive search of your own deficiencies and effort to understand why it didn't work out is not only unnecessarily, but misleading. Okay. Totally. It's time for you to revive your self-worth. And that's what my book is about. Bringing back your self-worth, finding it again, searching, finding it, and going for it. When your self-esteem takes a hit, it's important to remind yourself of what you have to offer as opposed to listing all your shortcomings um, and asking the question constantly, why, 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 why? The best way to boost feelings of self-worth after rejections to affirm aspects of yourself you know are valuable. But don't sit there and ponder on that, okay? You know what's good about you. You have to look at what was it about that person that changed everything? Why that person had 
their own agenda going on. You just didn't know it and you weren't part of that agenda. That's what happened. You were no longer part of that, their agenda. <clears throat> That's where the rejection comes when it comes to relationships. Okay. Make a list of five qualities you have that are important or meaningful. Things that make you make you a good relationship prospect. You're supportive or emotionally available. A good friend. You're loyal. You're a good listener or a good employee. You're responsible and you have a strong worth ethic. All those things, list them and look at them. And then it says, choose one of them and write a quick paragraph or two um, about why the quality matters to others and how you would express it in a relevant situation, right? Applying emotional first aid is this is the way that you can um, boost your self-esteem. Um, reduce your emotional pain and build your confidence going forward. And I know it's easy to sit here and read that and talk about it. You have to want to do it, okay? You have to want to do it. Boost feelings of connection. As social animals, because we are social animals, we need to feel wanted and valued by various social groups which with which we are affiliated. Rejection destabilizes our need to belong, leaving us feeling unsettled and socially untethered. And yes, it does, because we are those type of creatures. We I hear that, but I don't think I'm always necessarily always a social creature because I can do a lot of things alone. <laughs> I can do a lot of things alone. And that, that doesn't mean everybody's like that, you know. Um, But you have to prepare yourself for that part of your life when you can become alone. Therefore, we need to remind ourselves that we are, we appreciate we appreciate it and loved so we can feel more connected and grounded. If your work colleagues didn't invite you to lunch, grab a drink with members of your softball team instead. Find some other, I guess, tribe, in other words, that you can hang out with. Um, if your kid gets rejected by a friend, make a plan for them to meet a different friend instead and as soon as possible. And when a first date doesn't return your test, Call your grandparents and remind yourself that your voice alone brings joy to others. Make sure you're able to make other people laugh in the process, okay? Rejection is never easy, but knowing how to limit the psychological damage it inflicts, it inflicts excuse me, and how to rebuild your self-esteem when it happens will help you recover sooner and move on with confidence when it's time for your next date or social event, Okay? So, <laughs> I want to leave you guys with that concept of when you're being rejected, how to handle rejection. Um, I didn't know that it was connected to the same wavelength or the same part of our brain that creates pain, where we notify or we notice pain in our life. So, they're all together. And because of that, that's why... We understand that rejection hurts so much. I did not know that. I'm glad I learned that. Awesome, awesome, awesome. That is so on point. Um, now I can understand when people reject me. And um, I'm probably going to get a lot of rejection soon. <laughs> and you know what? I got to move on. You can have 500 no's and then get that one yes. You got to continue and got to continue. You got to continue um, moving forward. 
So I want to say thank you guys for letting me hang out with you today. Um, I just wanted to leave that with you. Understand rejection is necessary um, in a sense. And um, we've got to learn how to handle it. And we've got to learn how to use it in a way that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a bad thing for you. Okay. Um, maybe it was time for that person to remove themselves out of your life. Um, and you're going to fight the feeling. You're going to be upset about the feeling. You're going to feel like, um, you're going to feel like you're going to feel as though, um, you, hold up, um, hold up here, let me see, let me do this, uh, give me one second here. Uh, okay, so you're going to um, learn lessons about it. You you have to be able to, and everybody, like I said before, everybody accepts and feels it differently um, than others do. And um, we have to learn how to do it. And in my book that I wrote, In Search of Your Self-Worth, um, in search of you, excuse me, I'm sorry, is also, it's definitely, we talk about um, the guide to finding your self-worth after a life-changing event is so important. Um, and I'm hoping um, that my book can help other people. Um, I'm definitely going to be giving, probably giving out a couple of copies of it. Um, and I think everybody is well um, deserving of it to be able to help people with that. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and let you guys go. Um, I love you guys. You guys, thank you for hanging out with us today. Um, enjoy the rest of your day, no matter where you're at in this world. Um, definitely look forward to more episodes of You Are Loved. Don't forget to check us out on Blog Talk. I think, I can't remember the name of that. I'm sorry. I apologize. You can also check us out. I think I still have it up. Um, you can also check us out over there on our um, Facebook page. You can't clip my wings. You can also check us out over on let's see, Facebook page and our website. You can't clip my wings.com. Check out our blogs on there and definitely, definitely become a member of our page. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You guys have a great evening. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. Keep your mask on. Um, understand the importance of healthiness and happiness. It's your choice. All right? So, you guys have a great day. Bye-bye. another episode of You Are Love. Don't forget to join us on our Facebook page if you can't clip my wings 
And also check out our website at youcan'tclipmywings.com. Thank you again for listening in. And always remember, you are loved.